Thank you for tuning in to a very stripped back, honest conversation with Drew Fitzgerald of Just Water. Our next guest was part of our A to Z series and our latest United Nations issue. I got to finally catch up with Guyanan actress Nikki Simonas on what it means for her to be a goodwill UN ambassador and all the awards she's won lately, as well as the future of female directors, especially in Africa. Please tune in for our next guest, Nikki Simonas. Thank you. You just got back from America, I, I believe. I was just reading about, and I know that we were supposed to connect then. How did that trip go? It went amazing. I went for the Merge Awards and Honors Summit in Los Angeles, and they were they honored some um, Hollywood industry players. It was it was great. That's fantastic. Also, a new movie has just come out, Single Not Searching. Yes, Single Not Searching is out, and I have. Some other new projects that are out, but those are uh, locally curtailed in Africa, DST. So they are also out. As, uh, yeah, I was reading one. There's one, um, called, I think, is it called High Currency, a new series? Yes, High Currency. Yes. That's brilliant. That's so cool. It's, I love just reading about women doing really powerful things. And I think I was reading that you're one of the few, how do I pronounce this? Guyanan? Ghanaian. Ghanaian people to do, um, to break into Hollywood, to go, uh, do movies in Hollywood, which is fantastic. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that's hard. It's such a difficult industry. Very, very difficult. But it's, it's okay. So far, so good. Slow, but it's, it's good. You know, when I was, um, I was looking, obviously, we're doing our research for our podcast and your Wikipedia page is really interesting because it says host, host, host. You want to get that changed to winner, winner, winner. Clearly. Because you've won. Absolutely. I should. I have to review that. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got you've won you've won some awards recently. Can you tell me about oh, those yes. so our listeners can oh, hear? Yeah, it's brilliant. So um this year I won the uh two awards. There is one very influential fashion um Ghana fashion awards that happens in Ghana every year. And uh this year, I got the award for best actor. Well, now they generalize it, so it's not necessarily actress anymore. So best actor. Um, yeah, Ghana Fashion Honors and Awards as well. And then later, this December, when I got back, there's a Women's Choice Awards Africa. And I got the best actor as well. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. God, that must feel really great. I, I saw that you studied communication design at university. What? How did you change your course of what you were doing? Into, I mean, to become. So in the final year, all these. And in the university, you are allowed to, um, especially in the first year, you are allowed to play with a couple of of uh, subjects. So if in case you want, to, I don't know how it is done now because this this was years ago. I mean, every now and then, you know, universities make a couple changes when it comes to the curriculum but at my time you're if you want to do study the arts you're allowed to play along with some subjects and then find your strength so in my first second year it was basically um the technical part of arts which is the communication design which is television production directing editing um everything that concludes the technical part of arts so in my third year then i decided to major in directing, TV production, and editing, yes. 
So I will have to speak a little bit on my Wikipedia. Yeah, I have a lot of things to put on there. Ooh, I gotta talk to my peer. I don't know why I forgot about that. Yes, so um, I it, it gives you a broad spectrum about the art industry. So you know, I have a little knowledge about comp design. I have a little knowledge about directing, editing, video production, arts itself, painting. So that's how we 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 are schooled here in Ghana. So it gives you a broad spectrum about the art industry, basically. That's really great. So I went to art school and I because I was looking at this and I did fashion communication design. So when I was reading this, I was thinking, oh hang on a minute, and she done a similar course to me, but she's now doing Hollywood movies and winning awards. I'm not doing that. I didn't get to do that, but it's it was more um the graphics and we had a similar, you do the first two years, you kind of dabble in fashion design and, and journalism and then you, you major in whatever you want to do in your final final year. But that must have been really helpful for you then to understand the technical side. Exactly, yes. And behind the camera and how Best of both worlds. Really Best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you, you see potential or, you, you know, you could want to go into is directing and, and being more behind the camera. I did direct my first short film in 2014. It's called Love at the Time of Ujura. I think it's on YouTube. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I still plan on directing, but it's still going to be basically short films for now because I'm too busy with uh, other projects. But hopefully one day, who knows? <laughs> it's probably really expensive as well to do all that, the production and locations and everything. Yes, it is. You've been doing this for some time, and then I obviously I we you you very kindly allowed us to include you in our United Nations issue, and I have to say thank you so much for even just giving us that shout out on your on your Instagram social platform. That was really really kind of you. Thank um, you. Ha, well, not everyone does. Oh, <laughs> so you're a nice person. You're a kind person to do that. Um, I was I, I would I was really dying to speak to you about your your UN and how that came about that you got to become a goodwill ambassador and and your involvement in, in the I'm going to try and say this right Lukuluku campaign Lukuluku campaign yeah yes how did that um materialize with the UN well um I had a friend who was associated with the with the UN community and they were they asked him if he knew any of us who like he said are kind <laughs> And we'd like to be a part of this new initiative, which is a Lukuluku, that they're coming up with. And that was, I think, in 2017. Yes, 2017. So he called me up. Um, he knew a couple of us, or let me say celebs, or famous people. So he, uh, he called me up and uh, he asked, hey, this is what's happening. Would you come on board? Because I know this is what you, you like to do every now and then. And I said, why not? So the campaign was basically to raise awareness for what's, hap what's happening in Ghana. And it was I was shocked to actually find out that a lot of people do not know about the refugee system in Ghana or refugees in general. I mean, when they hear refugees, they all think it's all about um, um, Europe and the United States. Yes, harboring refugees out of um, conflicts, etc. So um, it, it was an, over, uh, an insightful, um, knowledgeable um, project from me because most Ghanaians had no idea about uh, the refugee system in Ghana. So with my input and the graduate process with your input, I don't know what they saw. I don't know how. Uh, they just 
came up to me and said, hey, I, we, we really like your work. We really like how talented you are. We really like your inputs. And I uh, would like to, know, to ask you if you'd like to join it permanently. Be a good ambassador. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction. Woo. Yes. Do you know what, Nikki? You just what you've just said is so exciting. And I just asked you about your awards and Hollywood awards and film, and it was wasn't that reaction. <laughs> so because <laughs> that is major. That is major. To just to be to be recognised by the UN is just to do one thing is one thing. You know, to do one initiative, but to be come on board as someone that's really part of the core essence of the UN, it must have, you must have felt so proud. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little inkling just from your reaction of how you're behaving now. <laughs> I was over the moon. Well, you just said something, and I said it the word before, kind. You're kind. Could that, you know, and that, I think it's, um, it's the empathy and having the compassion um, as individuals that I think made the difference. And clearly the UN saw that in you and, and that's why it made sense for you to be a Goodwill ambassador to support their initiative in Ghana. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say when we, we, um, we got to do the UN issue because a friend of this woman that I met that was at the UN when I, I started mission our first issue was in 2017 and it's been a very slow burn um, just trying to, you know, it's, it's a very different initiative, a different media platform. So it's trying to change the norm of publishing and do something that gives back and, and is good and, and um, honoring uh, the less fortunate. And this woman, Annette Richardson, who used to be full time at the UN, is now consulting for them. She, she said to me, you know, we should speak to the UN. It'd be something great to do partnership. When we spoke to them last uh, November, when we had the initial call, they said to me, Karina, we need mission more than you need us. And my jaw dropped. Wow. And I went, are you kidding? I said, I'm not so sure about that, but I'll take that. Thank you very much. Um, and it's just been such a a wild ride of understanding. I had no idea how many departments were under the UN umbrella. Um, and just understanding like the um, UNHCR, which is what you're part of and whoever's listening, that is the refugee program, which I didn't know Ghana had a refugee uh, situation until. No, because people are so just know what they know in their area and their, their radius and don't really look to going out of that. So it was really interesting to learn about that and then learn also about the Luku Luku mm -hmm. campaign mm -hmm. that they had done, which I thought was just really interesting. I, I, I think you have to do something visually inspiring for people to get their attention it's got to be something quite powerful for people then to come on board and see, you know, oh, there is this, like you were saying about the, the campaign you had did for, you know, other Guyan people had no idea about that, which is, I find that quite, I don't find it surprising, actually, because I didn't realise there's a, a food shortage of working class people in England, in the UK. It's something that's, you know, you just go along, do your stuff and you don't, you're not aware of other people's problems or plights. I guess, until you have to be. That's how it is. It is. No, it is. What's, what do you think has been the biggest lesson you learned working with the UN so far? It, it, I would say is, like I said, the um, oblivious nature of people 
or of Ghanaians about the refugee um, the refugee people in Ghana were oblivious. They only knew about one one camp, which which was the librarian camp, which happened to be dissolved um, by the government a couple of years ago, and then that was it. So it took them quite a while to understand that hey. There are other camps, actually four other major refugee camps in Ghana that, that need us and uh, need, need our help. So that the lesson I learned is I better put it out there a lot more for people to know that this is what we have in Ghana here. And uh, we do have um, refugees here. And uh, um, it's it's helped a lot. It's helped a lot. A lot of people are are now warming up to the fact that we do have um, these people here and uh, they are also putting um, in some help to for the community actually. So that's the lesson and it's still a lesson because of course how many people could ever know. So I'm still advocating, I'm still talking about it and telling people that hey we do have a refugee camp in Ghana. You need to know about it. Is it quite, is it, do you find when you're, you are talking about it to people that the response after, you know, their understanding? Oh, the response, the response is always surprising. Oh my God, we do? For real? Where? How? How long? When? Yes, yes, the response is, is always surprising. And then it comes back, I thought it was only one. I said, no, it wasn't only one. And even that one that you know has been, um, for the government a long time ago. These are the ones we have here. There are some in the Western region. There's Fensita, there's Kristen, which is the, the two biggest ones. And then, they, and then they are so, so surprised. So that's a reaction. Oh my God, okay, thank you very much. How can I help? Then I'm like, yes. <laughs> that was my next question yes. going to say, has it been a positive response that they want to get involved yes. and they want to know yes. about it? How can I help? Oh, great. Let's talk. <laughs> then, then I just take it from there. And then I ring it in with a, a UN agency. And then it's- it just shows how much the work the UN has to do, really. That's just, it's, it's colossal um, to try and help everybody. But I suppose if it's, unless there's a reason for them to, you know, the camps and the refugees to be in the news, then they're forgotten about. Unlike people, you know, unless it's like people like you or the UN to keep trying to raise news and, and awareness about it. So we, we really do our part, especially on social media. And from and for me, I actually do it more of word by mouth because of the age demographics on social media. And um, my age demographics, I don't have a lot of, um, let's say, 40, 40 upwards because um, I'm a young woman. So my... My, my followers are um, mostly um, teens and um, the uh, young people. So I do a lot of word by mouth, a lot of word by mouth, um, yeah, for advocacy because um, most of, of my followers are people. And then the rest I do on social media. So I try as much as possible to carry it everywhere I go. I see. So you try because it's because you're already talk I get what you mean now. You're already talking to a younger generation on your social media. So to get it out to older people, you talk about it 
right, okay, yes, I see. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's interesting. We're talking, we, I was talking to the UN the other day about uh, the next COP28 that's going to be in Dubai in November next year. Um, and, and I was saying to them, it's the younger generation that this is all going to have colossal impact on um, the climate and environment and refugee crisis and poverty and every all of this affects obviously the next generations that are, are coming up. But why would you, I said, and why would you put an event in Dubai? How are these younger people going to afford to get to these kind of places? And how are they? And it's it's actually the young women that are more vocal and more activists. I find um, since we started mission that we've just they're the ones like our titles mainly women that are in it because they're the ones that are, are really champion and and speaking up. And I said to me, you know, you're doing it in Dubai, and it's it's not really supportive of women's rights. It's quite limiting. Um, so you know, how can we make this change? Uh, and, and get them to really be heard. And, and it's, it's a struggle. It's a real struggle to have, which is why well, I was really actually, you know, I said to my team, I really wanted to speak to you to do this because you have such a pl- powerful platform and you're in the media um, and you're using your platform to bring attention to, to causes which, it's back to your kindness again, Nikki, not, not everybody does in, in a genuine way which is really commendable to you. Um, and it's great that you're using your platform, being in Ghana, an actress, and, and having the attention to use that. How, how do you, how, what do you feel like working in the industry in, in Ghana, like in terms of changes, what you would like to see? You think you want to just, like in terms of, are there many film female film directors that work behind the camera? Is that something that you're trying to change and champion? Well, there are not many. There are a couple, and those couple are actually doing very well. Um, there is one very noticeable um, um, woman director in Ghana called Shirley Frimpon, who have been at, um, um, on her project. Then there is uh, also Leila Jansi, who have also been on her project. Uh, both features are on Netflix and Amazon. And these two women are doing very good, very, very good in the industry space. Leila is actually in the U.S. and and uh, she bridged the gaps between U.S. and Ghana. I've had the opportunity to work with some international um, American actors because of her. And she also happens to be the um, representative for the Oscars from Ghana in content from Ghana to, to the Oscars in the States. And these are just two of, of, of I mentioned two of them because they are the ones I've worked with. So I have an experience with them, but they are others as well. And they are doing, like I said, they're not a lot, they're a few, but they're doing really well. So clearly um, there are lots, however, there are a lot of women producers that I would say that we are actually a par with the men here. And we are also doing very well and we are pushing it. And um, most of, our, of the producers have been to film festivals, et cetera, et cetera, and have had their movies on the OTTPs, which are the online um, movie um, spaces like Netflix and Amazon Prime, et cetera. So it's, it's good. Less female directors, but lots of producers Lots of producers and lots of executive producers. 
yes. We, we should be seeing a lot of directors like myself, which I said, I, I did my first in 2014. I had, I changed a little direction. I would have probably pushed a little bit more with the direction, but I changed my direction. And that's why after that I didn't pursue it, but I'm considering doing that. Like I told you already. So there are a couple of us who are hopeful to direct in the near future, which I'm aware of. But so far, so good, because at least we have a lot of producers and, and of course, women would like to support women every now and then. So if I'm producing and I'm willing to, this one is willing to direct, why not just do it together? Yes. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's probably, um, you said you changed direction, but I would imagine that's, that's put you in, in um, good preparation to go back into directing because you're much more known now. Perfect preparation, yes. And you've got these awards. You've been acknowledged. Well, I'm, you know, I'm actress of the year in Africa. So that gives me the right to direct because I know what goes on in front of the camera and I studied behind the camera and directed before. So that would be, sounds like a natural progression. Do you, do you find there's a, is there a big difference between being directed by a man and then being directed by a woman? Probably the only difference there is, is, of course, you know, everybody has their ways and means of directing. Everybody has their understanding of how they want the movie to look like, yes, or to be portrayed to the audience. So, um, therefore, of course, everybody would have a different direction, that is why it's called direction, on how they want the movie to go. But other than that, if I'm going to generalize it, I don't think that there is any difference some some directors male directors are very cool calm in the, in directing is example is Ivan Koshiga who I've worked with he's very cool and calm with directing and other male are very feisty you know they're all about oh let's do this let's do this the same thing with with the woman too Layla is a cool calm directing she has a happy ups and downs with going up and down but she's generally like I said cool and calm but Shirley, Shirley is the feisty one. She's the, I want this, let's do it like this, let's do it like that. So uh, to, to generalize it, I don't think that there's any difference. But to, to make it technical, of course, everybody has the viewpoint of how they want their movie to look like. And so they have a direction on how it should look like and, and pursue it. What was it like, um, you're talking about, um, I'm, I'm just thinking about your, um, how powerful it is to be behind the camera, but also in front of the camera to, to dictate uh, a narrative. And what was it like being this high powered woman in high currency, which is, as we know, the financial world is so male dominated, but that must have felt really great to play that character. Yes, finally. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about playing that role and I'm going to relate it to, to the world in itself, though the real world. Yes, yeah. please do. <laughs> so, well, of course, um, you know, women in the banking industry, which is mostly male dominated, uh, have, feels like on a down low because um, they're expecting a lot more from you. One, because you're a female and then two, because, okay, let's see, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have you got? What do you have? What are you going to put on the table? And um, per uh, the role, I realized that uh, a lot is expected from women, again, because you are the woman. Um, 
you're not necessarily calling the shots, but you do have to make sure that you have everything you have you use to succeed per the role. So um, it was more of a banter between my character and my boss, who also happens to be a female. So, the, yes. So the mantra for that banking industry in high currency is basically using everything you have per brains, per body, per knowledge, per experience to get me my clients. Booyah. That's it. <laughs> So for my character, my boss necessarily didn't think whatever I have to do, just make sure that you give me what I want, period. So it was up to uh, the character's name is Nashika to use her, her prior, I don't know, how to call it, I'll say her lioness. And I'll say, yes, her lioness to get what she wants, to please her boss, who also happens to be a female. So there are all connotations of... Um, being seductive because of course your clients are also 90% men there are connotations of, of mixing um, uh, business with pleasure at some point being cunning, being witty because you're a woman and, and men like women basically <laughs> so it's more of playing around them to, to, to meet the target by, by your boss so that was the character and how's that been what's been the response oh yeah the response has been like good. the women coming to you yeah oh yeah yeah the response has been very good i've had a couple of um personal messages from most of the women in the banking industry uh yes telling me that they face that a lot and yes some has had to bend the rules just to meet the target yes of course they didn't go through they didn't go with specifics, but if, if I tell you to bend the rules, clearly, uh, you have an idea of what, yes, of what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, since this happens to be a third world country, um, of course, you have to be smart about it and make sure you don't lose your job because you need a job. Wow. So um, I think that this, in the real world, like I said, um, what happens in high currency somehow, some way um, resonates with what happens in the real world. But this is the real world. You know, you, you can't talk about it. You just have to make sure you strive through it all and make sure that everything goes on well. Because, of course, women are always in my minority. And we are trying to push that narrative and change it. So hopefully, gradually, we will get there. Yes. It's, it's, it's sad to hear that that's, that whole... That that's how women um, that they have to go through in the banking industry. I mean, obviously that that kind of behaviour um, kickstarted the Me Too movement in Hollywood, as you know. Um, so just to under, understand now, then that that's or be aware that that was that is a it is a fact in the banking industry. Um, it is really sad, um, and like you said, it's it's people are reliant on their in the, their, their financial stability um and have to play the game at, at, at high stakes as you were saying so that's that's incredible that the high currency have brought attention to that um and bringing that onto tv in people's homes for people to really see this um 
gosh, I'd say, and how can we, could, could someone, could other countries see this high currency or is it just in Ghana? Because I'm actually curious, I'd like to see this. Yes. So like I said, there's the, the online platform, Showmax Online. Showmax is an app like like all the other OTTP apps. Yes. Um, I haven't investigated or, yes, to find out if there are, uh, is restricted in other countries. But I do know that um, within Africa, you can have it. I am yet to, to ask and find out if, if you, uh, you can download it outside Africa. However, yeah, however, I'm sure you can, I mean, if you Google it, you will see it there. And then if you try it and it doesn't work, surely, of course, you get to know that it doesn't work. But I do know that that app carries a lot of um, West African, or let me just, mostly West African content, but it's actually an African um, content OTTP, Showmax Online. That, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll have a look and see. Um, so you've, I, I've, I know as well that you, so this is quite a serious drama that you've worked in high currency. They've also starred in some rom-coms and, uh, as well as the dramas, which I have to say, I love your, your I looked at your Instagram uh, last week and this week and you, you, have, you seem to have a great sense of humour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of fun on there. There was one that I saw last night. Oh, what was it? You were dancing to and you pointed and one said, it said boyfriends and one said sugar daddies. Yes. You're doing a little dance and it yes. made me chuckle so much. Do you, do? is there a preference like when it comes to work, what you would that you gravitate towards? you want to do the drama more? Do you want to do the, the comedy, the rom-coms more? I will call myself a versatile actress, but naturally, naturally, I do, I'll admit that I do have a good sense of humor. Naturally, yes. Um, if you're close to me, there is no way you're going to be close to me for 10 minutes and not laugh about either something I've done or something I would say. So um, I think that the they decided to play around my... Um, my um capabilities and and uh they still got the best of me in both worlds now the thing is i do not know which one to choose just yet because i am only um now discovering that my sense of humor is actually more accepted than i thought because like i said that's my personal nature i am a naturally funny person and I haven't, um, I had never been given the opportunity to, to put it out there. So these, these um, rom-coms just happen to be the first time that people are actually seeing me in that light. And the response has been very, very good. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of surprise element. Oh my God, Nikki, I didn't know you were such a foolish girl. Oh my God, Nikki, yeah. I didn't know that you were such a <laughs> <laughs> you, you can fool like that. Oh my God, you, you are that funny? Oh, so um, clearly, you know, most people, I mean, the world as it is right now, there's been a lot of stress. So a lot of people are obviously gravitating towards the comedy. Because oh, absolutely. Go on the internet and go on, on TV, YouTube, wherever it is to have some laughs after a very stressful day. So um, yes, I've had massive response massive response <laughs> on my funny nature i can see why it's quite english your sense of humor it's quite there's there's that self-deprecating you, you're quite humble with it but you um from what i was seeing on your social media page that you don't mind being silly and foolish it's exactly you've got no airs or graces and i, yeah, I guess if it's not yeah there's a natural thing I, I i never really realized it like i said until 
it was put up to me that, hey, you are really funny and we want you to do this so you can see to yourself how funny you are. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. I never knew I was doing this funny. So I am goofy. I am silly every now and then. In fact, most times I think that people take things too seriously. And um, I feel that we should relax every now and then and find the good or the find the fun in, in a stressful situation, no matter what, Karina. Because like it or not, we are going to be stressed every now and then till, till the end of the world, so to speak. So if you do not find a way to, to lighten things up yourself and the people around you, how is the atmosphere around you going to be like? So that has been a mantra. And as the only child, that's, that's one of the ways I've used to, to console myself. Because I'm mostly always alone as the only child. So I found the sense of humor as a way of lighting things up. And I guess it translates into, into onto others. Well, you're very lucky because you've, you've got the best of both worlds in it, all of it. Like comedy, drama, actress, director. Actor director, I should say. Um, so you can, you can do everything, multitasking. I'm yet to find my strength or find where I, 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 I do better. But for now, I really don't know. I like to explore a little bit more before I can eventually decide. Well, I guess when you get to that answer, that, that there's no reason why you can't also go back to other things that you did in the past that you enjoyed and just fine-tuning. Well, Nikki, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Um, you've just put you put such a grin on my face when you came on because um, I just I've got this picture in my head of you in your shorts pointing up to the sugar daddy. Why can't I have it all? You can, <laughs> and you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So if anyone's listening, please go on her Instagram page and look what I'm looking see what I'm talking about. Because it's a brilliant start to the day. If you wake up and you're in a grouchy mood, just look at Nikki's social pages. Because there's so much fun. There's so much fun. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to say thank you and I'm gonna wish you a happy holidays because I know that holiday season's coming up. Um and enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy being in the basking sunshine in Ghana. Oh, yes, thank you. I just came back from the cold. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry for I'm you. Gonna go, Have a cup of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dig out my hat and my gloves and get ready to go out into the cold. Um, luckily, there's no snow in New York yet, and um, hopefully there won't be just yet. So, um, But I'm very jealous of where you are and... Um, I just again thank you so so much I want to just for taking the time out of your mad crazy busy schedule I really appreciate it Karina Givargasov the founder of Mission and the host of my Mission is podcast series where we shine a light on people doing great things or sometimes just great people this year we had such an array of great guests from John Rose and his water filters to the Gucci CEO of the Gucci Vault and Metaverse Ventures, Robert Trafus, to Daniela Vitali, the CEO of Salvatore Ferragamo, North America, to Asham Pazi, who is helping the LGBT community flee from war-torn countries, where being LGBT community is against the law. We also spoke to Sophie Wang of the future of mushrooms in fashion. 
We look forward to speaking to many more interesting and forward-thinking people in 2023. We wish you a happy holiday and hope you will stay tuned in to my Missioners podcasts. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.